Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where we've learned never to leave your phone inside of a pumpkin. It's lost in the mid card. We are here. Uh, we are uh, not near anything right now. I guess Hell in a Cell is in a, a couple weeks, bound for glory in a couple weeks. So we're kind of in the middle of all that this week until uh, we uh, reach those uh, predictions for next week. But we did get ourselves a good episode of Impact. We had the WWE draft to talk about which was a pretty much a one-sided affair when it comes to interesting picks um probably doesn't surprise you which side that is either and uh, we'll talk aew and nxt as well but first thank you to spiderduck.net for being our host enabling us to be on itunes spotify any of your favorite podcasting apps all you got to do is search for lost the midcard hit that subscribe button that way you know every time a new episode comes your way every wednesday and uh, we're also on the YouTube where you see this uh, lovely video right here. And uh, got old Orange Cassidy in, in the background from last week. And uh, the links to all that are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard. Also on Twitter at LITMC podcast, where we also share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. And uh, if you get a chance here, if you're just a podcast listener to, uh, to the show, uh, hop over to YouTube and uh, search for Lost the Midcard and uh, give us a little subscribe ski uh, so we can uh, eventually work our way up to uh, getting our own personalized web address for YouTube. And uh, we, we want to we kind of grow the YouTube since for the past uh, few months now we've been doing the video. So uh, do us a little favor and uh, give us a little subscribe there. It would be appreciated. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Doing all right, my friend. Doing all right. Uh, WWE's logic, but notwithstanding. Oh, boy. I'm uh, doing as best I can with uh, with that situation right now. Um. <laughs> And uh, Impact calling them out on on the... Oh, how about Big E calling them out on talking smack about their logic? Oh, man, it's so bad right now. That was hilarious, Big E. Come on, Sammy. You've been here long enough. <laughs> they even they even made it... Even, uh, I feel like New Day and uh, Street Profits kind of made a, a joke out of it on Raw Monday night. When they were swapping the titles... And one of them's like, oh, yeah, this does seem like the most logical thing to do oh, or, yeah. or, or, or something along those something along those lines. Like the fact that they're they're even fucking. They're so self-aware that their storyline logic is so bad right now that they're even making fun of themselves. And ah man, it. it as a person who just wants his pro wrestling to make sense, it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that shit show in a little bit, but first let's talk well, some. B- it's the shit show. <laughs> talk a little BTE. Uh, we, we start off with a flashback to August of last year when Hangman. Was it August? Uh, yeah, it would have been August. It would have been going into the first was, all out. Look at that! It was my birth. It was my fortieth birthday last year when they talked. 
How about that? Uh, yeah, Hangman wanting uh, the Bucks to uh, come out to the ring and support him like they do Kenny in uh, New Japan. And the Bucks were uh, full of excuses to start, but then they were like, oh, maybe we can make it work. And Hangman's like, ah, no, nah, never mind. Whatever. A little foreshadowing for later. Uh, then uh, we get uh, Colt Cabana, who is now under the guise of Michael Naka, Naka, Nakazawa. And um, this was fucking weird. Colt Cabana thought he was uh, getting on his knees for something else other than tanning Kenny's legs. <laughs> Super fucking weird. Well, of course, you know, uh, Kenny Omega is is bisexual. Most people know that. And so it's kind of a just a, a little funny joke with Colt Cabana inside the body of Nakazawa. Because obviously Nakazawa is good friends with Kenny. So he knows what he's doing. If it, He's going to be tan. He's going to be tan the legs. But Colt inside the body of uh, of Naka Naka Nakazawa is uh, uh, he, he's not sure what's going on, and uh, it was pretty funny, wasn't it? <laughs> oh boy! I don't know. I don't know either, my friend. I don't know either. Uh, we were trying to speak Spanglish, but uh, Dark Order uh, tied up tied, tied up Ortiz. And uh, Silver... And they would have gotten away with it, too, if the Chili's wouldn't have arrived. Silver is a weird dude, by the way. <laughs> uh, but Brody Lee's starting to warm up to him. I, I tweeted him. I tweeted Silver on Monday and said... Uh, uh, I, I can't remember what I said, but it, it was something in circumcisions, and that should be on your next shirt. <laughs> and he liked it. Johnny Hungy. I, I, I want Silver and Brody Lee to have the same relationship that Drake Maverick and Killian Dane have. <laughs> oh my god. I, I thought it was uh I thought it was uh <laughs> Yeah, Silver. He is something else, man. He is hilarious. He's definitely on and like he's become a star thanks to BTE. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing I've always loved about that, about the BT um, show in general, is it takes, you know, the lesser known talent and creates them and creates like this opportunity for them to show what they're capable of and allow them to become stars. Like, no offense to Hayman, but no one gave a fuck about Adam Page before he was on BTE. No, he was no, but nobody did. He was in the decade. Yeah, I was going to say like one of the worst stables in the history of professional wrestling. Because Matt Matt is such a mark for BJ Whitmer. Oh, fuck. Who I think works backstage raid. (laughs) Oh, oh, I found it. I go, I go. John Silver doesn't poop, but loves circumcisions. That should go on his next T-shirt. He told Brody Lee that he doesn't poop. Wow. <laughs> oh, Silver is great. He reads everything you send to him, too. So I, I, I talk a lot of st- stuff to John Silver, and he enjoys it. The BTE Championship unveiled. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a wrestling match, uh, as you yeah, find they, out. They, they kind of they clarified that when yeah. they introduced the title, that it wouldn't Last be. Last week, yeah. 
Yeah, contested under just like a like a wrestling match or whatever. So uh, there are twelve men in the bracket. I was trying to pause the bracket at the right time, but they they like showed the entire bracket for like a millisecond and then cut away. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to work on that now. There are twelve men in the bracket. That then pairs it down to six, then pairs it down to three, and there will be a three-way final. Uh, they is it always gonna? Is it just? Is it just? Uh, is it the Gator Golf the whole way through, or just the first round? I think the I think the initial tournament is all, um, is all Gator Golf first round, like through the through the entire tournament. I think it it's all some sort of golf. Maybe it might not be Gator Golf in the second round, but I feel like it's some sort of miniature golf. Um stipulation throughout the entire tournament at least that's how it sounded sounded to me when they when they explained it uh we saw the left side of the bracket compete uh this week so we'll probably see the right side of the bracket on next week's bte uh so matt jackson nick jackson alex reynolds took on john silver chuck took on trent on the right side of the bracket sammy guevara takes on fuego del sol who is that who is that I don't know. Maybe somebody on Dark that I'm forgetting. I uh, think Brand- it's somebody from Dark. Brandon Cutler takes on Peter Avalon, and Matt Hardy takes on Luchasaurus. That'll be something. Fuego del Sol. I feel like he's somebody on Dark. Like, the name rings a bell. Yeah. He's had one wrestling match on Dark. Yeah, there we go. Uh, he was in Imperial Wrestling Revolution and Sabotage Wrestling, two promotions I've never heard of. Sabotage! Debuted in 2014. Uh, he's been in more, more than that, but he, he fought Sammy Guevara in July... Um, that tag match I just mentioned was in June. So, so, uh, Matt and Nick, uh, playing at, at Daly's place had a little match there. Uh, Matt wins the match. Uh, then we get, they played the most difficult round of everybody. Yeah. Okay. They, they like, went, theirs was like really intense and everybody else's were kind of like, Really fucking simple compared to theirs. Yeah, they were all over the concourse. Uh, then we cut to shirtless Hangman and Brandon Cutler on the back of a truck, <laughs> throwing pumpkins and watermelons off the back of a truck while it's moving. Um, that was something. Obviously, Cutler it's entertaining was entertaining. Is what it is. Obviously, Cutler was doing it to uh, try to get Hangman to talk to the Bucks because he's been on that crusade for a while now. Hangman got pissed. Uh, so uh, it didn't get anywhere, unfortunately. Brandon tried. Uh, so then we got a, a Chucky and Trent doing their uh, Gator golf. I loved how they golfed around uh, uh, Orange Cassidy there. But uh, a Trent gets the win in advances. Leva Bates uh, talking to Frankie, and uh, she was reciting what she thought was uh, 
uh, a poem or a quote from a book, but actually it was the lyrics to jump by Van Halen. And uh, Kaz says, uh, 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 Leva was apologizing and, and Kaz didn't mind because, well, he's a big Van Halen fan. And uh, Leva is happy that, uh, that he's happy. And, and then he goes, do ya? And Daniels comes in. Uh, uh, it's a damn it, I missed the do ya. And Kaz's like, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> how about uh, Matt Hardy showing the Bucks how to stand in front of a TV during a match on live television? Fucking amazing. Clearly. As they- soon as I saw them on, on, on Dynamite on Wednesday, I'm like, they're fucking making fun of the, the way the, the WWE got the WWE forces the guys to stand in front of the television. And when they showed the Matt thing, I just, I, I lost it. I was just like, I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Poor Stu got his ass beat by Anna J again. Dude, she's stiff. He, he, t- he sells well. <laughs> he, he's a, he's a good seller. Uh, Uno, Uno, uh, made, uh, Anna promise to, uh, uh, ceasefire and I can't remember what until when I don't know what the thing was but he asked he asked for a two week two weeks okay ceasefire which lasted about two seconds basically and uh Stu taking that bump over the table <laughs> oh man so good uh so now Cutler's trying to talk to uh the Bucks and uh finally they get through uh as uh, they they decide to uh, uh, Matt decides to text Hangman and say that they need to talk. Then we get uh, Silver and Reynolds in their uh, their golf battle. Well, don't forget like the the important part there. That's at the end of the that's at the end of the show. Oh no, that wasn't at the end of the show. But they but they show you. Yeah, that, they do show you that Hangman left his cell phone behind in the Inside in the pumpkin a, outside a the pumpkin. Uh, the arena. Yeah, I'm skipping so, around. Hey, so. man, did not have his phone with him. Yep, we when they we texted yep. Him. Yep. It's uh, important. I thought that was later. <laughs> well, they show at the it, yeah. at the end. Yeah. They show I, the I, pumpkin I, again, and and a, and a hand picks up the phone. Yeah, I'm kind of skipping that, around. And that's so that's when why they I, send. Uh, the, that's when like the mystery man, who I yeah. think is Kenny Omega, sent the uh, the text back to the box. So Silver beats Reynolds in. Uh, in uh gator golf silver needs a win good for him and that's where and then we get uh cut back to the uh the dark order uh it's hilarious when silver does his brody imitation when he's not around (laughs) silver silver's a little over the top with his uh homoerotic uh behavior i think silver's over the top period that's true and, and Brody makes everybody leave the room but Silver. A budding relationship. And finally, we cut back to the pumpkin. Somebody picks up the phone, reads the text. Come on, you don't have a lock screen on that, Hangman? Reads the text and uh, basically says, fuck you to the Bucks, which sets off uh, Matt and Nick, and that's why they went on their destructive behaviors of super kicking everybody and breaking Tony's phone and all that shit. Uh, yeah, I, I can see how that's Kenny. Yeah, I, I think I think. Obviously, they don't they don't show who uh, it is, but uh, 
we're yeah. g- they're gonna build they're gonna build to it like yeah. we're gonna know eventually you know look I'll, look I'll even go as far as to say if it ain't Kenny he was Cody mm. interesting we have not seen Cody on being the elite in months so if it ain't Kenny I think it was Cody Huh. It definitely wasn't Cotmart. No, I don't. I mean that, but that much is for sure. And it definitely wasn't Hangman. Like I refuse to believe that they that they set that up like that just for just for it to be Hangman. Like I don't. That I'm not. I'm not buying that. No. It's weird though because you figure the eventual end game is to get the elite back together, all of them back together, but. So it'd be weird if it was Cody or Omega, but obviously Omega and Hangman are not on the same page right now. So it does make sense that it could be Omega. Be really interesting if it was Cody. I'd like to see the reasoning behind that. I, guess I, was... I feel like there's a story to be told there because I mean, like the elite, as far as Cody being with that group, haven't really associated since March because even the uh, the stadium stampede Cody wasn't in that match it was uh, it was the it was the Bucks Kenny Ken, Kenny Hainman and Matt Hardy so like yeah. even by even by that point like Cody was no longer associating with the rest of the elite and I don't think they've been on I don't think they've been together on TV at all since March. And like it might have been even longer since he's been on BTE, so I feel like there's there's a subtle story that they're playing there that we're not that we're not privy to yet. Yeah, man, if it is Cody, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, well, it would really start playing off. Of, like I said, my my prediction for Dynamite tonight is I think I think Orange is going to upset Cody. And I think Cody's going to fucking snap. And I think he's going to turn heel and he's going to beat the shit out of Orange. Um, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like they they wanted to get, they wanted to get the title on Orange, but they didn't want Orange beating Brody. Yeah. So they made they transitioned the championship from Cody to back to Cody so Cody could put it on Orange. I could be completely out of my damn mind um on on that one, but I feel like out of all the championships tomorrow, that's the only one out of the four on Dynamite that I see as an actual shot of changing hands. I would find it very odd to have Orange lose to Brody and then lose to Cody right away. Yeah. So there's got to be an angle somewhere of having Orange come in right away and facing Cody. Um considering you don't, lost. And you don't and you don't want to waste that uh that feud with Jericho either no so like I, I don't see FTR dropping to best friend no because as much as I would love to see best friends get the title titles I feel like FTR and the young bucks are on that collision course like granted that match doesn't need the tag team titles like they could do it without it but I feel like it would be more important with the tag titles there like I don't see Sheeta losing to Swole. I don't feel like Swole's built up enough 
weekly positive momentum to be taken. Uh, the only girl that's taken that the only girl that's taken that title off of her is Britt. Probably, I would agree with that. I think Britt will eventually take the title off of Sheeta. And and then you got like, and I don't see Moxley losing to Archer. No, I just don't. Especially with Hayman and Kenny being in there, they're going to be in the finals of that tournament at full gear. And both of those guys versus Moxley makes more sense than either of those guys against Archer. Yeah, Archer's not winning that. So I think it's going to be awesome, though. Like, their match in January was awesome. Like So I'm, I'm expecting this match to be crazy. I think that was the only match I've ever seen where someone tried to suffocate someone with a plastic bag. <laughs> like, I've never fucking seen that before in a wrestling match until that one. Um... But yeah, like I look, I think Dynamite is going to be amazing. Like I think it's like I feel like they've built this show up to like it's going to be fucking huge, and they're going to go out of their way to try to blow people away. But I feel like the only title that has a chance of swapping is the TNT title. Yeah, hey, they want to prove me wrong and, and and completely blow my mind. You know, go right ahead and swap two or three titles tomorrow night. Um, but I just I just don't see it happening. No, I don't see Archer as champion. At least not I see, yet. I, I could see him as TNT champion. Yeah. But I couldn't see him as AEW world champion right now. I just I just don't think I just don't think the build has been there enough for for them to do that. Impact wrestling tonight as we uh right before we record, uh we kick things off with a triple threat. Knockouts tag match, Rosemary and Taya, Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. And uh, one of my favorites, Nevaeh take, and Havoc. And uh, this uh, triple threat was won by Taya and Rosemary. Obviously, uh, there's a, a lot of history with Taya and Rosemary and Havoc and Nevaeh uh, in regards to Rosemary's wedding. And, uh, and uh, we'll get to that a little later. You got to think that they're that they're setting the stage to bring back the knockout tag team titles. Oh yeah. They've because had... there's just been so much women's tag team wrestling on impact lately. Yeah. It's been, it just it, seems like a uh, no brainer to me. Yeah. It's been at least three weeks in a row. Some three weeks in a row of some combination of those teams, maybe four weeks in a row now. Uh, and there's, there's not a women's division on the planet right now better suited for tag team titles yeah. than the knockouts division in impact. Yeah, they have, in my opinion, from top to bottom, the best women's division out of any wrestling company, right? Yeah, now. and they, I mean, they have had that for a while now. Many times where that was the best thing, only thing, only thing going for Impact. <laughs> that has clearly changed now in 2020. But uh, Johnny Bravo stressing out about the wedding. Fala boss said he didn't have the money. We all know that's bullshit. We all know that's bullshit. Uh, Johnny Swinger being the mark that he is. And uh, Crazy Steve uh, got into it with Ba. Match time! Uh, Before Crazy Steve and Fala Ba had their match, Rosemary talks to Havoc. Uh, talking about the wedding and um, how uh, they need to bring James Mitchell back from the dead. And since Havoc was the one that killed him, she has to assist in his return to reality. And 
she uh, Havoc challenges Rosemary to a match next week. If Rosemary wins, Havoc will help her, and uh, that's probably going to happen, right? Probably. Um, Falabon, Krazy, Steve. Basically, Matt said this pretty much perfectly uh, in the DMs during Impact. It's basically Russell House. They're just not at the house. They're still doing Russell it's House. The spir- it's the spiritual successor to Russell yeah. House. And I, and I said it's because uh, us fans – received it so well that they had to do something to keep it going in a, in some capacity. Uh, so crazy Steve thought follow was hiding the money under his shirt. So he kept trying to rip off the shirt and he finally did. And Whoa, look at that. It's around his neck. So we're all surprised. Aren't we, Matt? So shocked. Uh, Rhino so and shy. Heath, Rhino and Heath backstage. Um, Rhino tells Heath he's pulled some strings and got them both into the Collier Shot Gauntlet match at Bound for Glory. If either one of them win, Heath gets the fat contract he was asking for. If neither of them win, this is their last shot, and Heath is no not going to be in Impact Wrestling. Uh, then Scott DeMore shows up and says, uh, you did tell him about the other part of that deal, right? And uh, no, he didn't, because... If neither one of them win that match, Rhino gets fired as well. So you think it's obvious that one of them's going to win it, but I don't think I, I don't think they're going to. It's going to this whole employment story is going to play on Matt. One of one of them's going to win it. You think so? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I figured they'd keep playing off the. Uh, or they neither neither one would win, and then they would uh, just stretch out the story even further. No, I, 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 I think. Well, I think one of them are going to win. What is this? Uh, call your shot gauntlet. Oh, is it a pick your title if you win? Yeah, you get like you get to like pick a title, a title shot of your choosing at like any point. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a crazy money in the bank type of type of deal. Oh, that's with briefcases. No, wait, that what was that? No, I don't think it's. I don't think it has the briefcase. You're thinking of the uh... shit. I don't remember what the fuck they called it. Yeah, our impact history is floundering since we gave up on them a couple years ago, and now we're back again. Thank the Good Brothers for that. Uh, Caleb with a K wearing uh, quite the fashionable shirt. I wonder if uh, Chris Statlander picked that one out for him. It's quite the outfit he was wearing. Well, he's trendy. That's why, Matt. You know, he's a trendy guy. Ten-man, uh, ten-person tag match, and uh, the winner, the winning team, goes into a fatal five-way next week, and the winner of that match gets to go into the Bound for Glory pay-per-view gauntlet at number twenty. The uh, the gauntlet for. Uh, the college shot gauntlet or whatever the hell. Uh, so uh, we had Tennille and Tommy Dreamer, Brian Myers, Cody Diener, Johnny Swinger took on Hernandez, Cousin Jake, Alicia Edwards, Rhino, and Heath. And that last team uh, got the win with uh, Hernandez, Cousin Jake, Alicia Edwards, Rhino, and Heath. Heath's going to get in at number 20, isn't he? Or is, gonna, or is Alicia Edwards uh, going to sneak out a win? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he's getting in at twenty. 
but I I do definitely think that he's gonna win. Alicia Edwards probably is gonna. Everybody's gonna beat the shit out of each other, and then Alicia Edwards comes in and 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 pins somebody, like she pins cousin Jake. I'm guessing that's how it's gonna go down. Uh, Kimberly and uh, Kylie Ray they had a pretty damn good match, Matt. I, I like that one. Um, Kylie Ray gets the win. Deanna Perrazzo tries to attack Kylie, but ate a super kick for her troubles. They announced that the Rosemary Johnny Bravo wedding is going to be in two weeks. Uh, then we got Doc Gallows and Madman Fulton. Uh, this match immediately went to the outside and resulted in a double countout. And we went to commercial as they kept fighting, and we come back, and now there's weapons all over the ring. Restarted as a no DQ match. Uh, pretty fun and entertaining no DQ match. No count out as well. Uh, they just beat the holy shit out of each other with Gallows getting the win. Uh, then Eric Young comes out uh, demanding answers because, of course, he attacked Rich Swan last week. Scott DeMore comes out and says that uh, he will compete at Bound for Glory. And that wasn't what Eric Young wanted to hear, so he attacked Scott DeMore. And uh, Rich Swan then comes in and makes the save and, and hits the uh, springboard uh, uh, stunner there. And uh, that was a good segment, I thought, Matt, with uh, Eric Young, DeMore, and, and Rich Swan. Uh, uh, Rich Swan was moving a little better than I thought he would be after getting a kettlebell to the ankle, though. <laughs> He's a special type of athlete, JB. Didn't you, didn't you hear what he said? Didn't you hear what they said? I mean, literally that kettlebell would... Uh, yeah, that would shatter a leg. So we're we're we're, <laughs> we're we're suspending belief here a little bit. But that was a good segment, though, wasn't it? I mean, no, I, I enjoyed. It. I, I very much look forward to uh, Rich Swan getting that title. Uh, we had some time left, so what's going on? Oh, it's Moose. He's pulling up to that bridge. Uh, EC three waiting with that TNA title. Uh, they exchanged some words for a while, and then finally. After all of these weeks of EC3 getting in the head of Moose, we get a little physicality and they have a little fight on the bridge. EC3 gets a little bloodied uh, and a little smile as uh, Moose walks off with the TNA title. Uh, they are going to have a, a match in an undisclosed location at Bound for Glory, which is basically a, a cinematic match, right, Matt? Yeah, it's, it's certainly, to me, it's implied that it's going to be a, it's going to be a cinematic type of fight. That was so, a that was a good ending to Impact. With, it was it was with, certainly interesting. Those last two segments were really good. Uh, I enjoyed Impact a lot. I mean, f- that that women's match was great. The women's tag match was great. Then uh, uh, Kimberly and and uh, Kylie Ray were really good. You know, Doc Gallows and Madman was a lot of fun. Just beating the fuck out of each other. It was a good impact. It was better than Raw again. I believe we're saying that, Matt, in 2020. The impact's better than Raw. I didn't think we'd be saying it, but it's it's definitely the truth. We tell the truth here on uh, on Lost in the Midcard, brother. Uh, something I omitted uh, d- doing the quick rundown of uh, impact. Uh Sammy Callahan set up Eddie Edwards, uh, which led to uh, Psycho Shamrock 
uh, attacking and putting the ankle lock on Eddie. Uh, they are going to have a match at Bound for Glory. Uh, next week, though, it'll be Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan, uh, who have history together. Uh, the fatal, the five-way I just mentioned with uh, Hernandez, Cousin Jake, Alicia Edwards, Rhino, and Heath. The Good Brothers take on the North. That should be a damn good match. And uh, we have the uh, the six-way scramble for the X Division title at Bound for Glory. Uh, we're going to have a six-person tag match with those six competitors. Rohit Raju, Chris Bay, and Jordan Grace will take on Willie Mack, TJP, and Trey McGill. God, I wish I would have made that Ultimate XO, Matt. Yeah, I still don't understand why they didn't go in that direction. Kind of weird. Be uh, real interesting to see who your prediction is next week for that, too. Who, who, yeah, I haven't made up my mind yet. I don't uh, think Rohit's leaving with the title, I'll tell you that much. No. I think I know who I'm going to be picking. It may change after we watch Impact next week, though. Yeah, I have not, I have not decided yet. I, I have an idea who I think is going to win it. Uh, AEW, episode number 53 of Dynamite coming your way this week. Uh, we started off with the big boys, Brian Cage and Will Hobbs for the FTW Championship, and uh, Matt, the big, boys, the big boys did not disappoint, did they? Of course not. Like, I look, I've been telling anybody, like, I know not – the entire AEW fan base doesn't watch Dark, but I watch it every week. And I've been I, telling anybody who would listen for months now that Will Hobbs was going to be a star. Yep. And clearly, Tony Khan seen the same thing that Hobbs that I did and signed the guy to a deal. Well, that's because Tony and Khan... he's proven listen, that he's got that star potential, man. That's because Tony Khan listens to the podcast. That's probably that's true. That's good shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I try to watch Dark sometimes, but it, it is hard to get all that fucking wrestling in. I'm a busy man, man. Now I'm working two jobs, well, three jobs actually, technically. If you, I do it in the AM hours. Like it's really like my only time I get to watch it. But I'll throw on YouTube uh, as I'm trying to pass out, so that's where I usually get my dark in. But yes, yeah, so I've been a big Will Helps fan. I very was very disappointed the the six man got axed when uh, when Archer came down with COVID. But uh, I think he got his big moment here to. Uh, not big moment, uh, his introduction to the fans moment with this FTW title match. So um, what if someone takes the FTW title from Cage? I, 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 Taz is a businessman, so I would assume, uh, you know. I know exactly who should take that title from him. Darby? No. A guy who personifies that championship well moxley eddie kingston Ooh. god eddie kingston's been that's his mindset dude yeah. ftw eddie kingston. And he pretty much we pretty much just live that life man like i could see i could see him doing some very interesting things with with that title i and I don't know if it was their intention to bring or to to sign him after they had that TNT chat championship match, but everybody knows how good he is, and I think I think Cody and Tony had to have known that he was going to make an impression. So, but I don't know if I don't know what their intentions were, but 
holy, he's been fucking great since he signed. Like, everything he's been doing has been great. I've been a big Eddie Kingston fan for a long time. Me and me and Matt were marking out a, a, about him in uh, in WA this year, or earlier this year, late last year. He, so. he did great stuff at Impact, too. Yep. Uh, after the match, Taz gets on the mic, credits Hobbs for uh, looking impressive. Uh, uh, it gives him the option of joining Team Taz or, or get a get a beatdown from uh, Cajun Starks. I thought, hmm. I thought Hobbs was going to attack Darby. I thought, I thought so. I thought Hobbs was going to join Team Taz, which would have been fucking great. I thought, but at the same time, Hobbs. Is I don't a baby. know if that's something they need to do immediately, but no. I definitely the thought did cross my mind. Like, what what a Hobbs jumps Darby from behind here did. Yeah, and joins the team. I like. I, I I don't feel like. I don't feel like the audience is is emotionally attached enough to Hobbs yet to care about an immediate heel turn. I feel like that's something they would need to build to. For I did. To, I did see a lot of people on impactful. I did, I did see a lot of people on Twitter that had the feeling that he was going to do that though. But AEW does that on purpose a lot. I think gives you that feeling that someone's going to turn on someone on the uh, right there, and then it doesn't happen. I don't know how many times I think I've tweeted in the past year. Oh, I feel like, oh, this, like how many people here thought he was going to turn? And it's like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, so this is the, uh, the, uh, the celebration of Jericho drink it in man. 30 years. Uh, we get uh, a bunch of uh, celebrities uh, slash from GNR, Dennis Miller, uh and uh, how about hiroshi tanahashi i like uh not your, and not your first uh new japan reference on the show this week huh matt well, there were a lot of new japan references on on dynamite last week and of course and I, and I don't think it was a coincidence either no and of course the legend ted irvine the dad of le champion so uh and, and uh then bully ray chugging some of the bubbly <laughs> given a, a a lot of good uh that was just the first set of great tributes for jericho uh I, you know it, obviously jericho is the a top heel in the company but there was so much respect for him on the show as if he was a baby face and i'm glad they did that matt indeed uh aew tag titles your 20 minute brush with greatness ftr taking on the hybrid two very entertaining match um I don't have – oh, here it is. About 14 minutes, so a few minutes less than the SCU match. But uh, the old uh, – using the old power and glory finisher. Remember those guys, Matt? Yes, I definitely remember. I definitely remember power and glory. Uh, FTR using a little power and glory finisher there. Uh, very good match, though, considering we haven't seen much of the hybrid two lately, Matt. I thought it was – Yeah, if you're, not, if you're not watching Dark, you're not seeing them. <laughs> Uh, young bucks, uh, uh, the, you know, they, anything, any, any mention of FTR, they get mad. So they super kicked the, uh, the camera guy. I thought they were going to super kick the TV the way they were standing at, at, at the TV, but no, that was just them making fun of WWE. So now they're getting cheap, Matt. He didn't have any money on them. <laughs> uh, FTR in the ring, Trent of uh best friends 
with some new uh, new T-shirts, some new weenie T-shirts, Matt. Weenies. Um, Chuck Taylor says that Tony Khan told them that their tag team title match will be on AEW anniversary, which is today as you listen to this podcast. Uh, FTR tried to attack, but uh, the best friends were ready for it, and FTR bails. And then the best friends give the people what they want. Except Excalibur forgot to say that line this week or last week or whatever. I know. I was kind of shocked that it happened and he didn't say anything. Uh, MJF mentioned to never meet your heroes, but he met his and Chris Jericho. <laughs> this whole thing with him in the inner circle is, uh, is going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. I think he's going to ask to join the inner circle on Dynamite. Do you? I think that's, I think that's his major announcement. Do you want to join the inner circle? Do you want me in the inner circle? Do you want to join the inner circle? <laughs> We're probably going to get that for like five minutes. Again. Uh, another round of messages for Chris Jericho, Shaquille O'Neal, Gene Simmons, a kiss. Of course, uh, Jericho's a rock star, you know. Don Callis, uh, a lot of history with uh, Jericho. And, uh, of course, he's now in Impact Wrestling, so it's pretty cool to see, uh, interesting to see him on AEW television. But, hey, uh, this ain't the WWE. You, you gotta. You, you don't have to pretend that nobody else exists, right? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 nice. Uh, Lars Ulrich from Metallica and DDP. Dog collar match um, for the TNT Championship. Uh, they show a uh, pretty cool show, and Greg the Hammer Valentine sitting in the crowd. Of course, he had a a famous dog collar match with Roddy Piper in '83. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool to show him in the crowd there. And, uh, as we expected, uh, a very brutal dog collar match, but, uh, props to whoever laid down the money that, that, that would say John Silver would get, get color first. I don't think anybody expected John Silver to get busted open first out of everybody in the match. No, I didn't expect John Silver to get busted open period. So. That this was a awesome fucking great fight. Fight was what it was. A lot of blood on both sides, which we fully expected. Such good shit. Uh, just a lot of unique moments in that match, and uh, well done, bro. Well done, guys. Cody Rhodes gets the win. Uh. put the chain around Brody's mouth and, and the man, that was just a, a, a cool ass finish there and got the win. And he uh, cuts uh, basically probably one of the best, uh, best promos in the business right now is Cody. And he cuts a, a pretty cool baby face promo uh, and says, he's going to do- uh, defend the title next week. Uh, and uh Tony Schiavone asks him who he wants to defend it against, and that guy shows up with the thumbs up, and uh, Cody gives him a thumbs up, so it's on. Oh, like Donkey Kong. Uh, three more men were uh, announced for the eight-man tournament to uh, determine the new number one contender for John Moxley or Lance Archer, and those guys are Wardlow, Colt Cabana, and Hangman Adam Page. 
and uh, they join Omega Phoenix and Jungle Boy, which should be a hell of a tournament. Uh, Alex Marvez interviewing Kenny Omega and uh, Kenny Omega keep kept calling uh, Hangman a great tag team wrestler, uh, saying that he 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 won't make a mark in this tournament. But we all know who the finals are going to be. Do they hmm, do they have to go in the finals or? Oh yes, think so. Yes, you can't do this in the semis. Like um, if, if if they did this in the semis, the one of the final two people that they announced for this tournament would have to be huge. Yeah. Like gigantically like game changing that we didn't see coming. Like it has it has to be Hayman and and Kenny. It has it has to be. Now are the finals what are the finals? Are the finals so the at finals full finals are at full gear. Okay. So we don't know who Moxley's gonna face at full gear. I wonder who they'll I have. Mean, I mean, I guess they could do that. I guess they could do the finals in the opening contest, and the the winner goes on to the main event to fight Moxley. I mean, they haven't they haven't really specified yet, but I mean, I mean that's an, that's they, an have announced, they have announced that the finals are at full gear. Yeah, they have announced that the finals are at full gear. That's 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 they they but they haven't announced any type of title match for Mox. So, but I mean, I guess you wouldn't when he's got to fight Lance Archer first this week um God. but i wonder if there's no i wonder if there's no decision there's not gonna be a decision in that match and that carries over to full gear Archer. they could do they could do that i'm wondering but if it, they would have to raise the steps they would have to have they would have to be it would have to be more than just uh you know just a, a regular one-on-one match they'd have to throw them in like a steel cage or yeah or, or something, or something like that. Because I, I wonder if that's you have, not to, you have to up the stakes if that if, if that match ends in a in a cluster. Or, aha, aha, Eddie Kingston comes in and fucks up the match, and we get a triple threat at full gear. I don't know if I love that. I mean, it's 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 possible. Doesn't really feel like a main event to me, though. Yeah, maybe that maybe they do that finals first and have the winner main event, two matches in one night, and they make it overcome the odds and take the title off of Moxley at full gear. And there's nothing. And there's nothing wrong with like, dude. Their pay per views are like four hours long. Yeah. So, so if you're in the opener, <laughs> you know, by the time the main event rolls around. You've had plenty of enough time to, you know, to get ready for it. Uh, Big Swole and Serena Deeb had a match there. Swole getting the win, obviously, pushing her because she's got the title match on the anniversary show. John Moxley doing shots in a bar, talking about Lance Archer. Uh, Then we got uh, more messages. Lance Storm. Good buddy of Chris Jericho's, uh, Kevin Smith, Jay and Silent Bob fame, Eli Roth, great horror director, uh, Gabriel Iglesias with Chavo Guerrero on Zoom, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the legendary Ultimo Dragon, and uh, Paul Stanley from Kiss, all uh, giving Jericho his props on 30 Years in the Biz. And then that led us to our main event with uh, Jericho and Hager taking on Chaos, Pro- Chaos Project, 
Luther and Serpentico. And uh, pretty good match there. Um, you know, Luther obviously is got more uh, uh, more years behind than them in front of him. So, he, you know, he, he uh, might have blown up a little bit in that match, but still I think it was an entertaining main event. I think he was over-anxious. I think he wanted so bad to impress that he got into his own head. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't a great main event, but it was. No. You know, it was fine. You know, it was yeah. fine. Like, like I get, I get that they want Jericho to close the show, but man, I I would have closed that show with Cody and Brody. Yeah. But. MJF comes out and uh, has a gift for Jericho. This feels like the festival of friendship all over again. Uh, and then he had a, a clown. Clownico. Clownico le clown. Uh, and then a, 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 a framed portrait of MJF, which Jericho busted over the head of the clown. Rook didn't appreciate it when The Rock did it. And Jericho didn't appreciate it when MJF did it. And then the clown ate a juice effect. As he should. Jericho told MJF he hates clowns. And uh, ne- and told him never to interrupt him again. They they pointed and laughed, and and Jericho thanked the crowd, and then they did a an SNL ending, which was oh. so, I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I understand why they wanted to close the show with that, but at the same token, I really think Brody and uh and Cody should have closed the show. Uh, only three matches announced for anniversary right now on uh, on uh, tonight. Four uh, matches, the four title matches. Oh yeah, TNT. That's not on their website. Wow, web guy needs to get on it. And they also, uh, they've they've also announced that Miro and uh and Kip Sabian are in tag team action, but we don't know who they're facing. Uh, so yeah, all four titles on the line: TNT Championship, Cody and Orange Cassidy, Women's Championship, Sheeta and Swole, FTR Best Friends, Moxley Archer. It's a stacked show, man. It's a stacked fucking show. Rob Van Dam, the unlike, whole stack show. Unlike a uh, un, uh, and not a stack show, NXT has been kind of stale lately. I actually really enjoyed NXT last week. Yeah, th- that, this was a little better. Uh, weird how they kept uh, promoting Ember Moon leading off all night, uh, all week. <laughs> and they didn't and then, do it. And then they say, "Oh, uh, well, Chapa and Kushida got into an uh, altercation, and so we've got to we've got to have these guys lead off the show." And it ended up in a uh, disqualification thanks to Velveteen Dream. Uh, Ember Moon cutting a promo of how good it is to return after 14 months off. And uh, then Io Shirai appeared, then Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. And uh, then Teddy Long came out. We had a tag match player. (laughs) Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. And uh, wow, that entrance music. Amazing. Everything about this was amazing. I don't know about that. Future tag team, future NXT tag team champions. The whole skipping and whistling. <laughs> Killian Dane does not like the whistling, by the way. I love it. I love it. <sighs> and they won Dave the match. Maverick gets to be Rockstar Spud again. They, uh, yes, that's a good point. They, they defeat the uh, Dollar Store Young Bucks in Ever Rise. Um, yeah, like I don't even know why those guys are signed. 
And like, then, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean, but they are so just there. They've been jobbing for four years, I think. <laughs> I don't know if it's been that long, but I just, I just, I don't see anything in them at all. They, 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 they feel like that, that, that indie tag team that you see in the opening contest of a, of it, of it, of, of your local indie show that you go to, and you're just wanting the match to be over. I mean, that's what that reminds, reminds me of. Yeah. But remember those match? Remember uh, when we were in Dallas and we attended a Ring of Honor show together? Remember who was in that match? In the dark match? Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. I remember. Uh, they debuted. But they look like stars. Yeah, and I even got a talk with I them. Everize does not. <laughs> they were just hanging out in the concourse, and I just walked up to them and just it's like, hey, guys, uh, don't know who you guys are, but I, I was entertained. Please Only- tell me you didn't say I don't know who you guys are. No. Okay. Oh. I was gonna like, oh my god. No, I said How I was wa- still alive. <laughs> no, I said I, I said uh, uh just I don't know who they were, you know, is what I'm saying. Okay. I thought you went up to them and said I don't know who you no. guys are. <laughs> no. No, okay. I, I we I I'm just saying we didn't know who they were when we uh, okay. we watched that dark match at uh what was that uh uh Super Card of Honor in twenty sixteen. Yeah, so we didn't know who Keith Lee and Shane Taylor were back then. I mean, they were uh, obviously they're from Texas, so that's why they got that spot there. And yep, so I just walked up to him, talked to him a little bit, said nice match, and they were real nice. And uh, lo and behold, did we know uh, one would go on to win the NXT title? Uh, Ever Rise started early 2019, so it feels like four years. <laughs> Yeah. They were enhancement talents on Raw in 2018. The authors of Pain killed them. Uh, So, uh, Drake Maverick trying to celebrate with Killian Dane and he gets punched in the mouth again. I pop every time Killian Dane punches Drake Maverick. Uh, We got a a little vignette of Tony storm hanging out in Cancun as uh, we get ready for Tony time on NXT. I know Matt's excited for some Tony time. Uh, You know it, man. I'm absolutely, I am ecstatic that Tony storm is back on my television. Leon Ruff, congrats on the uh, contract, sir. Uh, He, he, he got beat by Austin theory. And then Dexter Loomis came out and they had a match. Uh, Austin Theory and Loomis did. Then Cameron Grimes showed up and uh, gave the cave in to Loomis. This feels like a uh, a future number one contender for Damian Priest situation here. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy for Leon Ruff too, man. He's a good, yeah, he's a good talent. And his uh, either girlfriend, fiance, or wife. She's a referee in NXT, so that's cool. I don't know how. I don't know. It might be his wife. I can't remember who how what the relationship is there, but 
Uh, they did uh, uh, revisited uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor, and then they showed that weird ending to Takeover, and uh, that led to Ridge Holland, uh, Holland against Danny Birch. Uh, they beat the shit out of each other for a while. Holland got the win. Uh, then uh, wanted to uh, beat up on Birch some more, and Oni Lorcan comes out. Oni Lorcan uh, then does a dive to the outside, and you watch Ridge Holland's ankle snap on television, and it is gruesome. That was not pretty. Uh, they confirmed the dislocated and broken ankle for, for Holland. So obviously he was going to get a big push in a program with Adam Cole. And now that's on to the wayside. So uh, get well soon, Ridge Holland. But God, that was just horrendous looking. Yeah, well, look, I look, I kind of got on WWE about pushing him last week, but I didn't. Yeah, you asshole, it's all I, your I, fault. I, I didn't want to see that happen to him. Good grief. All your fault. It ain't my fault. Look, he he wasn't he wasn't ready. I mean, it's as simple as that. Oh, I've heard that they have they see Brock Lesnar in this guy. I've heard that. What? They are seeing him as the next big thing, so to speak. They're on drugs. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart defeated Zia Lee, who, uh, if you don't follow her on Instagram, you're doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> Zia Lee's been on a little bit of a losing streak lately, and then all of a sudden, uh, Boa, a fellow, uh, uh, a fellow gentleman from China, uh, delivers a letter to uh, Zia Lee. So uh, maybe uh, a little bit of a partnership between Boa and Zia Lee, possibly. To be continued. Uh, then we had, what's that? TBC. Yeah, and uh, we had ourselves a a great main event with the uh, the ladies Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley against Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, with the uh, the good girls winning. As Matt said, a, a pretty good. Uh, we'll give it a good. We'll give it a solid NXT because NXT has been less than solid lately. So. I'll give it a good solid. <laughs> uh, NXT's website, NXT WWE.com has been terrible with NXT previews, uh, but there terrible. was uh, t- t- man, that's terrible. Uh, we've had uh, there were two updates thanks to PW Insider. Uh, well, actually, I mean they just reported it. This shit was out on Twitter. If you uh, follow everybody, but uh, uh, Regal. Um. Announced that uh, Loomis against Priest for the uh, North American title. Uh, I, I highly expect Cameron Grimes to get involved there and probably Austin Theory. Uh, just a spoiler, right, Matt? Yeah, a little bit. And uh, Fish and Strong will take on Lorkin and Birch. Winners get Brizongo for the tag titles. We've already had well, Brizongo beat the era. They haven't beat Fish and Strong. They beat O'Reilly and Fish. But 
do you see era beating Lorcan, Lorcan and Birch here, or do you just do do Lorcan and Birch get yet another chance? Why do I want to see Lorcan and Bur- Birch against? I don't know. Like Brizango, it's got it's got to be Roddy and it's got to yeah. be Roddy and uh, and Fishnet uh, Fish. It has to be. Yeah, I don't know. That tag division uh, needs a little work. And Everrise is not the answer. <laughs> Dollar store young bucks, aren't they, Matt? <laughs> you laugh because I'm right. Oh. Smackdown, happy birthday, Eddie Guerrero. Rest in peace. Um, it's the draft, and we have uh, a Stephanie McMahon out here to uh, uh, lay lay the excitement upon us, right, Matt? Uh, this delivery of the draft they've done the last couple times is just... It's the last two times. And boring as fuck. Both times. Like I said last week. There's no excitement to it. There's none. It's boring as hell. Like, and there's no anticipation after the pick because she already has all the picks on the cards. Like, so you don't you don't see the other brands scrambling because oh my god they got the one guy I wanted, you know, or or, or anything like that. It's just it's terribly done. I love like, uh, I love the old way where they had the old the old roulette of uh, superstars flashing before your eyes before it showed the pick, you know. And that's all it should be, honestly, because because what they're implying is that this this draft for the last two two years is just. Completely wiping everybody's rosters out. Everybody's a free agent. And they're signing everybody over again. Why do that? It's fucking dumb. Just yeah. keep the well, rosters the way they are. You have Raw versus SmackDown matches on SmackDown and Raw. And when SmackDown wins, they get a pick. When Raw wins, they get a pick. And it's just the random generator from the Tron. So somebody from if somebody from SmackDown wins, somebody from Raw is coming to SmackDown. And vice versa. That way, you make every pick matter instead of, hey, with the first pick of the first round, Ross selects Drew McIntyre and SmackDown selects what? What do you guess? What do you think? Roman Reigns. No shit. Don't fucking waste our time, morons. Yeah, they they wasted our time with four out of the first five draft picks. Number one, uh, Drew McIntyre stays on Raw. Number two, Roman Reigns stays on SmackDown. Number three, Asuka stays on Raw. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then number so four. Bad. Number four. Oh, the Monday Night Messiah is going to Friday nights. Number five. Yeah, I was totally okay with this until until they sent the Mysterios to SmackDown later on in the night. Yeah. And then I just wanted to slam my head against the wall. Yeah. Uh, number five, the Hurt Business stays on Raw. Uh, then we got a, a Falls Count Anywhere match. Well, before that, we got Seth Rollins being interviewed by the beautiful Kayla Braxton. He's like, yes, I'm finally rid of the Mysterios. <laughs> and we're like, no, you're not. Uh, we wish you were too, Seth. We wish you were too. Because uh, when you're not fighting the Mysterios, sometimes your character is actually interesting. Falls count anywhere, Biggie and Sheamus. This was good. 
I, I don't get why there's a carton of eggs just sitting on a table, but that was funny. <laughs> uh, Biggie definitely was a sticky mess by the end of that with uh, all the eggs and flour on him. A very entertaining uh, fight, though. I enjoyed it. Big E gets the win. Uh, They're bouncing each other off of cars and bloodied and everything. All that. Um, It was a a fun fun fight. I enjoyed it. Big E is celebrating. Um, And uh, Kayla Braxton goes to interview him and uh, we got some guy dressed in a security outfit. It's Kofi. We get another guy dressed as in a security outfit. It's Xavier. The new day are finally back together. And then they take it all away. How can Vince fuck this up? It's so good to see Xavier Woods back uh, after, oh, about a year at least. I, I don't, I can't remember when the last time he was on TV. Kofi, it's been uh, extreme rules. Uh, so that was good to see those guys back together. So we were happy at the time, at the time. Uh, Jay Uso cut a promo. Uh, this great story with Roman Reigns, probably one of the better feuds of the year, if not the best feud of the year. Uh, Roman Re- Roman Reigns just sitting behind a a, a a big wooden desk just says everything you need to know about how different Reigns is now and how great the transformation has been. You agree? Eh. Just a whole new Roman Reigns. Uh, Inside of Hell in a Cell will be an I Quit match inside of Hell in a Cell. And um, if Jay says I quit, there will be consequences. What consequences may that be, Matt? I mean, those have to be the stakes that make this match so high because right now it's really not that big. Look, and I quit Hell in a Cell match. I mean, that's cool and all, but I mean, it's not the highest stakes in the history of professional wrestling, like the way Roman's making it sound. They got got to give me something more than that. Well, he says if Jay says I quit, there will be consequences. Yeah, but I mean, these consequences have to be gigantic. Mm. I'm sure it's just going to be something dumb like you have to call me the tribal chief or some shit but I mean what if it's the Usos have to break up oh god so there's <laughs> officially no tag teams left in the WWE hey hey, have you been watching the tag division lately Matt like that's what I that's why I said they should have just they should have they should have had the Street Profits against the New Day on Monday and just merge the fucking title I thought that's what they were going to do especially once they broke up the New Day um, well, according to Vince, they didn't really break up the new day. There's still the new day over here, and there's still the new day over there. Fuck off. Um, the draft continues. AJ Styles goes to Raw. We knew that when Heyman came over to SmackDown. Yep. He was, uh, counting, he was counting down the weeks. The boss stays on SmackDown. Naomi moves over to Raw, and I heard a very interesting rumor that Naomi might be joining the Hurt business, which... Makes sense with feuding with Retribution, and they got some women on that team. Well, I guess they kind of forgot that Retribution existed outside of them being drafted, but uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, going over to SmackDown, Bianca Belair and uh, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax stay on Raw. 
Good old tag match, Miz and Morrison against Riddle and Hardy. The good guys get the win there. And then <laughs> after that, big surprise, the return of Lars Sullivan, who uh, uh, he, he beat everybody up. Sullivan's been out for about 16 months now. So good to see, uh, good to see him back. The draft continued. Raw, <sighs> keeps, yeah, Matt's so excited. Raw, Raw keeps so Ricochet riveting. Jay Uso stays on SmackDown riveting. Mandy Rose stays on Raw riveting. Rey Mysterio and Dominic go to SmackDown. Look, look, <laughs> look Here's another. Here's another thing that irks the fucking shit out of me. If they they wanted to wipe the rosters out like this. The least they could have done is said, all right, Raw, since you just recently traded for Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, they're going to be exempt from the draft and they're already a part of your roster. Instead, they make them draft picks. They made them draft them again. And not only did they make them draft them again, they drafted them separately instead of drafting them as a team. It was a stupid idea from bad creative company man gummy yeah yeah it hurts man like the logic of this company just hurts smackdown women's championship bailey sasha we all knew this wasn't going to end in anything other than a dq i was surprised it went as long as it did to be perfectly honest i didn't even expect the match to get on their way um I guess something I forgot to mention because I mean, we're just so we're just so enthralled and excited of all the great logic that's going on in WWE. I forgot to mention that, that uh, Kofi and Xavier got granted tag team title matches against Shinsuke and Cesaro. And uh, we all know what's happening there. New day, get the titles. Xavier Woods. Yeah. Tell you something. Great. He looked great for being out for a year. And and anybody that's a fan of the party kind of popped when uh, Woods and, and Cesaro were going at it in the ring. I'm hoping they don't tape those Uno episodes ahead of time because I want to see I want to see Creed with the with the with the with the title. Yeah, on, I know on this week's episode of Uno. Because I know so, the I know the I know the the PGA tour 2k21 which i just got in the mail today and i'll tell you what real quick um i've played the previous golf club games in there okay i i'm a bit i've played a shit ton of tiger woods and, and then of course rory following that with ea sports uh this is definitely gameplay wise and and shit it, it's it's very solid there's little polish that needs to be done on some graphics and stuff and maybe a little more meat on the bone. But of course, obviously your first effort with 2k, you got to make sure that the basics are right. And the game, the golf gameplay is tremendous. I, I, I played around here tonight before impact. I was, I was impressed. So. Yeah, graph graphically. I wasn't impressed. Like I watched the potty play that play the game. Like I was, I was, I was not impressed graphics wise, but I thought, the game actually looked fun and clearly the four of them had fun playing it, which made me 
more interested. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. I actually I would actually play that if I could get it for get a hold of it for cheap. I, I yeah, it it, it went on sale on Amazon to it went on sale on Amazon to fifty. So I just said fuck it. I wanted to get it, so I got it. That's why David said. Um, my point was that they filmed that several weeks ago because they were filming it while PlayStation was doing their press conference to release the release date or whatever. I think that that's was a, a, that's a good that's a good point. That was a few weeks ago. Yeah, so now, they probably put they probably put stuff in the can. But Uno, I don't know. Uno, they may do that once a week. I don't know, but you still got to do all that producing. Which I, it doesn't take too much, but so you never know. But it's coming. There's going to be the episode where Creed's got the title, and he's going to rub it. You know he's going to rub it in 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 into Claudio's face. You know it's coming. It may and not I be. I will the, enjoy it because it'll be funny. I'm Team Chug, though. It may not so. be this week. It may not be this week, but it's Hashtag coming. Team Chug. Hey, Breeze, what color do you want? I'll never tell you what color I want. Oh, the party. If you're not watching the party play Uno every Wednesday on Up, Up, Down, Down, you're you're fucking missing out. You really are. Uh, new it, video- never, it never fails to put me in a good mood. Uh, a, a new Up, Up, Down, Down dropped today where um, Big E takes on Kofi in Magic Darts on the NES which is entertaining as, as fuck. So watch that. Us pimp it up, up, down, down. So, uh, up, up, uh, uh, new day is your new tag team champions. And, uh, immediately the draft continues. I, I didn't watch SmackDown live, but if I did, I would have been suspect at the fact that, that Stephanie McMahon, they cut to her right away after they won. And there's good reason. As Kofi and Xavier Woods get drafted to Raw, they immediately know that they did not say B.E. Gee's name because the very next pick, he stays on SmackDown. So there is your bombshell of the draft. They split up the New Day. Now I'm seeing people saying, well, you know, this is not as bad as it may seem. They're splitting oh, them off. Bad. They're splitting them off because it's hard to take Big E seriously when he's with the New Day. It's fucking, so they, one of the they, dumbest excuses I've ever heard. So they can't they can't push Big E to the top when when uh some reason Bill Murray's breaking this down right now, but yeah, it, fucking dumbasses. The only saving grace was if they were going to combine the tag titles and and New Day beat Street Profits, which may still happen eventually. Should uh, happen now. But uh, we found out on Raw. Should have done it. They should have done it on Monday. Yeah. My guess is once we get crowds again, there's going to be a trade or this, or they're going to come, or that's when they combine the titles. When, once the crowds return to the arenas, once WWE goes on tour again, 
I think that's when they put them back together, Matt. Um, obviously, now, I mean, it's not like they're separating and never going to see each other. We're, we're all in the Thunderdome, so. I think this is just a shock value thing to get people talking. And it's going to work itself out whenever we get crowds again. Just my guess, Matt. Maybe. Dana Brooks stays on Raw as we laugh. Otis stays on SmackDown. Notice they just said Otis. I rhymed right there, too. Angel Garza stays on Raw. Um... They show Otis and Tucker backstage wondering what it meant that they didn't mention Tucker. Tucker says they'll figure it out later. And then the the whole trial thing, Miz filed a continuance to delay the trial. So I uh, don't know where that's going. Um, Sasha Banks cutting a promo. You know how they love to use the word hell at this time of year, don't they, Matt? Way too much. I'll see you in hell. Uh, then we got a, a good main event. Fiend making his first time a free television match with the Fiend. Taking on Kevin Owens. I, I enjoyed the main event, Matt. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was... It was. I, I mean, I guess I hope SmackDown felt like they got their use out of the Fiend since they drafted him uh, in the first round of the last draft and he made his one and only wrestling appearance on that SmackDown. <laughs> oh, boy. Good, A good SmackDown, though, which is par for the course. Raw, on the other hand, oh, boy. It was okay. But uh, the draft portion of it, not exciting. Uh, back to SmackDown, talking smack. Uh, they announced... Uh, Otis going to Raw, so they broke up Heavy Machinery as well. Another uh, questionable breakup, I think, Matt. Oh, so many questionable things. Uh, We kicked off uh, Raw with Orton, got the promo, and then Drew McIntyre coming out, and uh, they get in a little fight. I, I kind of like uh, I, I kind of like just this random fights between these guys lately. It's been it's been really entertaining. One of the few entertaining things Raw's had lately. Uh, the draft Bray Wyatt goes to Raw. That the, at least the first pick was somebody changing brands. God, first pick on first three picks on SmackDown were people staying. Uh, Bailey stays on SmackDown. Orton stays on Raw. The Street Profits move to SmackDown. Charlotte Flair moves, I think, moves to Raw. Was she on SmackDown, Matt? I can't remember. She was, like, on everything before she left. <laughs> I don't remember. Because the brand split I didn't feel, mean I it. feel like she was on the same brand that, that Andrade was on, but now he's not on a brand at all. So, uh, Rumor is that the undrafted people are going to Raw. So that was what Andrade and be other lucha house party members i think 
I don't remember where they. I don't remember where they're going. They they got they went somewhere. Yeah, Raw is where they're going. Um, no DQ match between Black Alistair Black and Kevin Owens was uh, that was uh, really good. I thought. Thought it was a a very entertaining uh, match there. Uh, next round of the draft, Braun Strowman comes over to Raw. We all expected that to happen. Daniel Bryan goes to SmackDown. I don't know where he was before because he's been gone a while. He was on SmackDown. Matt he was Riddle doing the thing with uh, Styles. Uh, Matt Riddle moves to Monday Night Raw. Kevin Owens moves to SmackDown, and Jeff Hardy moves to Monday Night Raw. So a lot of moves in the second round. Uh, Miz TV with Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose and Natalia and Lana interrupted, and yeah. It was not that interesting. Uh, Miz and Morrison still on the Miz TV set, and Lars Sullivan came out and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Do you like Lars Sullivan? No. You don't? Trash. Mm. Uh, then we got the backstage segment, Adam Pierce talking to the Street Profits of the New Day, and all they do is just trade titles. <laughs> so bad. Oh, my God. Rude and Ziggler say they want a title shot, so New Day agrees to put the Raw titles on the line. Next round of the draft, (laughs) Raw selects Retribution. (laughs) You want to comment on that, Matt? I, if I comment on this, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Um, I lost my mind on Monday when it happened. Let me just... I'm trying to be as nice as I possibly can. (laughs) There is no reason on a draft that when it ends, you will have quote-unquote free agents that didn't get drafted. There is no reason for Fox... USA or the WWE to wish to draft a group whose main objective is to destroy the company. Why would you do that? You're fucking stupid. In every move you make for this group, you continue to make the group in you look stupider and stupider and stupider and no one gives a flying fuck about these people anymore. You, you, you put Mustafa Ali on a death sentence by putting him in charge of this group, and I feel like you did it on purpose. Like I feel like they were just like I feel like they had plans to put somebody bigger in charge of this group, and when they fucking stutter stepped and fucked everything up, they're like, "Well, we can't use blank here anymore. Let's just say Keith Lee." Well, we can't use Keith Lee here anymore because we want to protect Keith Lee. Who can we put in this spot to be the scapegoat and go down with the ship? Oh, let's throw the guy in that's been wrestling on main event for the last four to five months because we don't want to use him on Raw. You know, I just trash. All around fucking trash. And WWE should be fucking ashamed of themselves. My my two biggest guesses on that would have been uh, Samoa Joe or Kevin Owens. 
and then they realized this ain't getting over. So they didn't want to put either one of those guys in that situation. They could have done Miz too, because they teased Miz. Yeah, with the very very early on when they were doing things on SmackDown, and then they you know, they quickly dropped that. But I mean, I, I I feel like I feel like they had plans to put a bigger name in charge of the group, and when they fucked everything up and they realized they fucked everything up, they pivoted and went with something else. Yep. Because they're just flying by the seat of their pants the whole time with this bullshit anyway, because they can't fucking they can't fucking plan TV for more than a week at a time. No. After that uh uh tremendous uh riveting retribution pick, SmackDown selects R- Lars Sullivan. Raw keeps Keith Lee. King Corbin stays on SmackDown. Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss moves over to Raw. No surprise there because obviously she's going to be with Bray Wyatt. So uh, outside of, uh, well, really, there was no surprises there outside of Lars Sullivan, which Brandy was going to go to after beating everybody up on both shows. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out to give his farewell address since he's no longer going to be the Monday Night Messiah. And uh, he was interrupted by Jeff Hardy. And uh, Jeff Hardy was telling him how he's not the leader uh, that uh, Raw needed or whatever. And then uh, AJ Styles comes out, who's been feuding with Hardy. And, uh, you know, another drunk joke, said he was stumbling to the ring. And this led to a tremendous triple threat match with these guys. AJ Styles getting the win. Thanks to a returning Elias clocking jeff hardy with a guitar good to see good to this see this is a storyline they chose to remember hmm? of course this is a storyline oh, they chose to remember with the car accident and stuff yeah yes they never did reveal who the driver was though we thought it probably was seamus yeah it was obviously seamus yeah yeah this is the story that's right i forgot about that because yeah elias's interview afterwards of why he attacked jeff hardy with a guitar Next round of the draft, Elias gets drafted by Raw since he uh, just showed up. Hey, we better draft him. Sami Zayn stays on SmackDown. Lacey Evans moves over to Raw. Cesaro and Shinsuke stay on SmackDown. Sheamus moves over to Raw. Uh, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke took on Lana and Natalya. Rose and Brooke get the win. Natalya, tired of Lana losing all the time. Ditches her to the curb. Hey, at least Lana didn't go through a table this week. Yeah. The Hurt Business uh, talking to Ricochet backstage. Ricochet says, I got a deal for you. I'll take on any one of you four. And if I win, this is done. No more going after each other. But if I lose, I join the Hurt Business. I got a little excited there for a minute, Max. I thought Ricochet was going to join the Hurt Business. Yeah, I, I, I look. While I loved the finish of the match, I would Eddie. have preferred. I would have, yeah, I would have preferred Ricochet to join the Hurt Business, so they would actually do something with him. <laughs> True. Definitely resurrected uh, Cedric and and Shelton. 
Uh, Angel Garza took on Andrade. Angel, very quick win there. I, I was surprised that match only went three minutes. Vega went in to check on Andrade, which kind of tells you that, that they're going to reconcile and she'll be his manager once more. But then the lights went out and the Fiend shows up. But no, it wasn't the Fiend. It was Alexa Bliss doing Bray Wyatt's pose, which I fucking loved. I, lo- I loved it, that. that. Well, the was Fiend awesome. was there too. He was. Oh, yeah, he was there. But they showed Alexa first. Okay, fair enough. Uh, doing the pose. And then we get dueling sister Abigail's. I, I really love where this is going with the Fiend and Alexa Bliss. I thought I think Bliss is doing a hell of a job here, Matt. I agree. It's something different for her. It's a fresh coat of paint. It was honestly very much needed. Next round, Nikki Cross comes over to Raw. Rude and Ziggler move over to SmackDown. R-Truth stays on Raw. Apollo Crews moves over to SmackDown. And Dabakato, one of the Raw Underground stars, gets uh, drafted to Monday Night Raw. Uh, New Day took on Ziggler and Rude. Good little tag team title match there. New Day retaining, no surprise there at all. Um, Then we uh, got the interview with Elias. We talked about that already, about why he attacked Jeff. Then we got Cedric and Ricochet. We just talked about that. The Eddie finish with the chair, Ricochet, Wins by disqualification and escapes. Uh, then, um, then we get the uh, the the next the final round of the draft. Uh, T- Titus O'Neil, he's still around. Uh, Look, outside, of, outside of Raw Underground, the fact that they draft. Look, I'm not this man's biggest fan by any stretch of the imagination. Anybody that listens to this show knows this. But the fact that Raw in the USA Network drafted Titus O'Neil over Andrade is some of the stupidest shit I have ever seen. Just want to point that out. Carmella stays on SmackDown. Peyton Royce stays on Raw. Alistair Black moves to SmackDown, so I bet they we continue. Because we can't get enough of that KO Black feud. That's been a good feud, though. That's one of the few things. Yeah, but that... I feel like it, it. It. I felt like it ran its course with the match on Monday. And our truth is happy because Akira Tozawa stays on Raw, so they can continue that feud. I, I just. <laughs> it would be so. The draft would be so much better if it was done in the format that we talked about. Yeah, with the Raw versus SmackDown matches and the random picks, because there would be less people moving, so there would be a lot less opportunity to carry feuds over that have already been done to death, and we don't need to see anymore. You you know what I mean? Like they could do maybe like ten pick ten picks a night, or you know maybe less on SmackDown because it's two hours. You don't want to run ten matches, but you could do like ten matches on Raw. You could do like ten picks over there. Maybe do like five. They do like five or six on SmackDown. So that way you're only moving like, you know, maybe it's a group or maybe it's a tag team or whatever, but you're only moving at most 15 to 20 talents. So you can, you can freshen everything up that way. When you're doing it this way, you're not freshening anything up. You're taking a stupid storyline like Mysterio and Ray, Ray and, and Rollins that everybody's fucking sick of. 
And they're just moving it to Friday nights. I don't want you polluting my Friday nights with that shit fucking storyline. It's oh, done. Oh, you like, want? I don't hear, fucking. I don't want that on my Friday nights. You want to hear even better news about that? Oh God, I don't know. How you can give me better news. I think this came from Alvarez or Meltzer, but Vince is very high on Aaliyah, as in he wants to put her sign her to a full time contract. Have you even seen her in the ring? I don't think Has it'd she be even a, had any training. I don't think it would. I don't think it would be as a wrestler. Oh, like like a valet or something. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't, I don't care about that. Well, I, mean, I just. I just. The story just, ain't gonna I, go away anytime soon. I'm just telling you. I just like the whole idea of the draft is to keep is to is to freshen things up. Yeah. But when you're taking when you're taking people and you're and you're moving them. And then you move their feud partner over with them. You're not freshening anything up. You're not. They did, they did nothing is fresh. They did way too much of that in the draft. Yeah, just trash, man. Just trash. The main event was the 14 women battle royal to determine Oscar's uh, number one contender for Hell in a Cell. Uh, no Eva Marie, even though she was heavily rumored to be uh, coming back to the WWE. Could be some act out. Yep, no Eva Marie in this battle royal. Uh, Liv Morgan, Ruby Wright, Nikki Cross, Tamina, Billy Kay, Lana, Bianca Belair, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Natalia, Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Peyton Royce. Uh, some of the interesting parts of the match. Uh, Baszler eliminates her tag partner, Nia Jax. Uh, <laughs> which leads to Lana going through the announce table for like a fourth straight week. Oh, boy. I completely forgot about Lana after Natalia won. I I don't want to say I forgot about her, but I kind of dismissed her until Natty pushed. Um, when Natty pushed um, Lacey off the apron and she landed and the bell didn't ring, I'm like, they didn't fucking eliminate Lana. And yeah, and then they, you know, then they went and did it. So, so after weeks of, uh, <laughs> can't wait to see that 30 second match on Monday. Yeah. I, I saw some people on the internet going, Oh yeah. See, see, they're, they're, they're put they're Yeah. They're not burying Lana. Oh, wait, wait till the match. She's been buried for a month ever since Miro debuted. Oh, well, she's number one contender. She's not buried anymore. Yeah. Wait till that match. If that thing goes more than a minute, she's buried still. I could not. That 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 is apparently a WWE fanboy take right there. Oh, she's not getting buried. Oh, there was somebody on Boston Open today that was trying to defend Retribution being drafted to Raw, and I was just like, I oh. I'm just like, take your WWE apologist bullshit and just get the fuck off this show. And then uh, Randy Orton and McIntyre fought some more, which was fun. I like that. Uh, we got to see all the uh, officials, Pat Buck, Adam Pierce, Devon Dudley, Pat, uh, uh, Jamie Noble, try to separate it. I, I, I have really enjoyed McIntyre and Orton. So and I was been- hoping I was hoping one of them got moved. Like I was hoping they would send Orton to SmackDown because well, like I feel like 
this feud needs to end at Hell in a Cell. And Drew's saying this thing, every time I see you on Raw, I'm going to I'm going to beat your ass. And now they're both going to still be on Raw after Hell in a Cell, so like, I what fully, the fuck? Yeah, and I fully expect a title change at Hell in a Cell, so it, oh, I don't. it, it may no. not be over, Matt. No, there's no way you're losing to Hell in a Cell. That's what you think. No, they didn't. They didn't have Drew get pinned for the first time in, in almost a year to lose to lose at the pay per view. It was to set. It was to set up this match. He's he's not he's not losing. Uh, Raw talk had uh, additional picks. Lana uh, moves to Monday Night Raw, which makes sense now because she's taking on Oscar. Natalia moves to Smack or stays on SmackDown. Riddick Moss stays on Raw. Uh, I will just call him a Raw wrestler since he was on Raw Underground. Uh, Riot Squad move over to SmackDown. Arturo Ruas stays on Monday Night Raw. I mean, they're clearly going to return to Raw Underground once they get the COVID under control. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Erica, the Viking Raiders, signed as a free agent to Raw. Tamina over Andrade. These are free agent moves. This wasn't draft picks. Yes, but they were free agent signings. So you're trying to tell me that Raw, after 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 Raw was over, the people from Raw decided to sign one half of a tag team over Andrade. Yeah, sad. Tamina signs with SmackDown. Billy Kay signs with SmackDown, so she will be separated from Peyton Royce. So no iconic reunion for now. And Zelina Vega to SmackDown. Which is interesting because Mike Johnson says that uh, Andrade is going to Raw. So apparently uh, that attack by the Fiend, it may have been the nail in the coffin. Uh, oh, Mickey James and Andrade were the two people unsigned. Rumor is that they're going well, to... But, but at least Mickey's out with a broken nose. Yeah. So, I mean, and you can explain why she wasn't drafted. You can't explain why freaking Andrade didn't get drafted, but Titus O'Neil did. I'm not arguing with you. Clearly, as after it was all said and done with the draft, SmackDown got the better deal, I think. If it wasn't for the Mysterio Rollins storyline moving over there, I would love the SmackDown roster right now. Yeah. But like, think- seriously, out of a two-hour show, I don't want to see that shit taking up a quarter of that a quarter of that two hours. Like it was easier to digest when it was part of a three hour show. Like and, and look, maybe maybe if they handle it in smaller doses on SmackDown, maybe it'll be more tolerable. Um, but man, I just I don't want to fucking see it. Yeah. Uh, heading into some headlines. If you're a fan of uh, Wade Barrett, Stu Bennett, uh, uh, his movie "I Am Vengeance Retaliation" is going to hit Netflix. Uh, uh, it hit Netflix today, Tuesday, October thirteenth. So you can uh, check out Wade Barrett in that movie. There. Uh, it has been uh, announced by Mike Johnson at PW Insider that Ronda Rousey, her contract is still good with the WWE. It does not end for another six months. So. Uh, and it, uh, and you also need to wonder if the wording in her contract prevented WWE from freezing it. Because in my opinion, 
if they can freeze people for out for injury or people that are taking time off and anything, why the fuck wouldn't WWE freeze Ronda Rousey's contract? Yeah. You know, like I, that's because that's what I would do. I'll be, yo, you're going to come back eventually. All right. Well, I'm going to freeze your, freeze your contract here and we'll, it will run your time when you come back. Like I'm not letting Ronda Rousey off the hook, you know, off of this big ass contract. You want to come back to wrestling, you come back to us, mm-hmm. you know, so like I'm I'm just wondering if like if she somehow had wording in her contract that that prevented WWE from freezing it. Like I don't fucking know. Possible. Uh, this weekend's Ring of Honor Television will feature the semifinals of the Pure Championship: Jay Lethal and David Finley. Uh, who's on the other side of the bracket? Do you know, Matt? This was from the weekend. It was. Uh... It was Lethal and Finley, and it was Gresham, and fuck, I just watched this last night. I can't, I can't believe I don't remember. I can't remember. It was Gresham and somebody else. Gresham and Lethal advanced. Oh, it was Gresham and Seidel. Oh. And they uh, they did a storyline where Matt Taven returned. So yeah, I'm, sure I, I Darryl, saw that. I'm sure our buddy Daryl's happy. I miss you, buddy. I feel if like you're listening, uh, I hope you're doing well. Definitely. I feel like Gresham's going to win that tournament. I think it's going to be lethal in Gresham in the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Netflix axed his show after one year, I read an interesting article on their decisions on canceling shows. It's stupid for it. it, it it's stupid if you're a fan the way they cancel shows on Netflix. But anyways, big show still has a, a partnership with Netflix though, as it is announced that, um, uh, a Christmas themed episode of the big show show is going to be released on 12, nine. Yeah. Cause it was already filmed. Yep. So, so. yeah, I do. It did good numbers for them. I don't understand why they canceled it. Like yeah. I really don't, I don't yeah. get it. There was an article. I thought, I thought for I thought for sure that was a no brainer that it was going to get picked up for another season. I read an article on Deadline just to the stupid. If it has a big fan base, but that fan base just plateaus, that they just cancel it, unless you're Stranger Things. Which I That's mean, they, so weird. Which they're like licensing the fuck out of it. That's why you don't see shows on there uh, last that long because. Unless it gets a huge wave of new subscribers, they just ax it. It's stupid how they do that. And eventually it's going to bite them in the ass. Because they used to I go would, so I would, I would agree with that. They used to go so long. There's always the joke that Netflix doesn't cancel anything. Well, now they're canceling everything. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a bad move. Renee Young is returning to WWE programming. Um, well, not really. Well, she's going to be at Fo- on Fox. Uh, she will be uh, hosting the uh, best moments of 2020 as well uh, as which already aired. I think Yeah, that was on the, that was on this past Sunday and then she'll be on the SmackDown kickoff show at six 30 on Fox. Cause it's the season premiere, which was nowhere that wasn't on, there wasn't on Fox. It wasn't on Fox sports one. Like, I don't even know where this thing was supposedly airing at. I looked for it. It wasn't there. Well, this is so, according to Dave Shear. 
So, well, Dave Shearer might have seen something like I look. I looked for it on Friday night, and it wasn't on Fox. It wasn't on Fox Sports One this Friday. It wasn't anywhere this Friday. I thought it was for the draft. No, no, it's for the season premiere of SmackDown. Yeah, well, oh, well, I will look again this Friday and see if yeah. anything airs or not. No, yeah, no, 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 no. It was for this Friday, not not last. All right, I thought it was for last Friday. Uh, WWE welcomed a new class of NXT trainees. Um, Brandy Lauren you might recognize her from Evolve and Shine. Uh, several Evolve superstars, including Leon Ruff. Um majority are, are evolved stars and then brandy lauren and then a uh, amateur wrestling standout by the name of jacob casper who wrestled for duke university two-time ncaa all-american i uh, also uh, placed in the olympic trials and then jake clemens is a referee uh he's officially officiated matches on raw also was a part of evolve so uh it's like bringing in a, a referee in there as well finn balor unfortunately suffered a broken jaw in two places after the what probably will be uh, going down as the match of the year in nxt with kyle o'reilly uh still i've not heard a time frame have you no i've not uh, we do know that Ridge Holland is probably going to be out for at least six to eight months. Uh, unfortunate uh, turn of events there. Ratings this week, uh, the vice presidential debates kind of cut into both shows with uh, NXT losing about 100,000 viewers, 639, 639,000 AEW winning the night. With 753,000, they lost about 110,000 viewers. Uh, in in the uh, the 18 to 49s, though, AEW still nearly doubles NXT 0.31 to 0.16. So you can you can still print those demo god shirts. <laughs> Night one of the draft on SmackDown saw a a slight increase for SmackDown as they went up to 2.08 million. They only they only gained about 40,000 viewers though, so it wasn't like the draft really brought them in. And Monday Night Raw, the the draft did bring some people in because it uh, they they did get about 150,000 more viewers, going up to 1.85 million as opposed to 1.68 in uh, the previous week. Uh, as Matt just said, Nick, Mickey James is injured, suffered a broken nose. She can't catch a break lately, can she? Yeah, buddy. Uh, in WWE, no surprise, they filed trademarks for CWC Capital Wrestling Center, NXT CWC, uh, all that fun stuff there uh, surrounding their current home. Uh, Alberto Del Rio, probably going to be locked up for a long time, indicted by a grand jury for aggravating kidnapping and sexual assault in Texas. Uh, crazy situation, but uh, we all know that Del Rio is pretty, pretty unhinged. So I think he's going to go away for a long time. Sure may. AEW champion John Moxley's new movie, Cage Fighter Worlds Collide 
is now available on VOD via Vudu or uh, Fandango now. So go check out that if you'd like. And um, mysteriously, Mercedes Martinez has uh, been uh, removed from the Raw roster and uh, no longer with Retribution. Got so lucky. And she's going back to NXT. It was weird because she was kind of... Like, she was in the middle of an angle on NXT, too. Obviously, Vince makes those calls and doesn't know shit about what's going on at NXT. So, but yeah, she was in an angle with Rhea Ripley and, and on part of the Robert Stone brand. And I'm sure they'll just go back to having her rejoin Aaliyah and Robert Stone. Makes the most sense to me. Uh, more WWE trademarks filed. Uh, looks like uh, NXT UK stuff. Ashton Smith, Dave Mastiff, Eddie Dennis, Danny Luna, Candy Flores, and WWE Watch Along. That's because they, they do that for stuff now. Uh, we all talked about Hiroshi Tanahashi showing up on AEW television this week. The Dark Order teased that they are going to be working the New Japan World Tag League and then Orange Cassidy asked when the best of the Super Juniors is taking place. <laughs> this ain't a coincidence, is it? I don't think so. I really don't. And uh, Dustin Rhodes announced on his Twitter that his very first action figure is coming. I wonder if the Young Bucks have uh, been able to find any at Walmart yet. <laughs> moving along aw dark this week uh uh obviously has already been out since we recorded and, and since and uh already been out since you're going to be listening to the show but if you've yet to watch it you can look forward to uh, eddie kingston in action uh evil evil uno takes on Frankie Kazarian, the blade and jungle boy. So one of those, uh, actually not a jobber match on dark. So might, might, might be a fatal four way worth checking out dark orders, three, four and 10 take on some jobbers. Darby Allen in action, Colt Cabana against Griff Garrison, Brandon Cutler versus Peter Avalon. Are we going to get a finish here, Matt? Oh, that's on, that's on tonight's show. Yep. Oh, I will definitely. I don't know if we're going to get a finish, but I'm definitely going to find out. Matt Seidel against Sonny Kiss. That might be a good match. Uh, Penta and Ray take on Lee Johnson and Cesar Bonani, who was uh, used to be in the NXT. Uh, Red Velvet in action against Elena Black. Wardlow in action. Ricky Starks takes on the aforementioned Fuego Del Sol that we were talking about. Joey Janela in action, Nyla Rose, and the Gun Club. It's going to take on Ryzen and uh, Max Stardom. Lots of matches. 14 of them. Of course, you know Ryzen from the uh, the broken videos. Oh, Lord. You, you, you know, uh, you've heard of Elf on, Elf on a Shelf, right, Matt? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you know what I'm going. You know where I'm going. Yes. WWE Shop is going to have their own version of Elf on a Shelf called Fiend on the Scene. I 
you're not. <laughs> uh, L- Liv Morgan posts a picture on Twitter of uh, her, her and Ruby touching Sarah Logan's belly, her pregnant belly. Uh... <laughs> I'm only laughing because it didn't happen. Monday afternoon, Paul Jordan, a PW Insider, uh, announced that Ali is going to be talking on Monday Night Raw. I laugh because that didn't even happen. Uh, I love Hot Ones on uh, the Hot Ones, the, uh, the YouTube show where uh, inter- you get it, uh, celebrities get interviewed while they eat progressively getting hotter wings. Yeah. And uh, Ronda Rousey's on uh, the latest one. And uh, we saw WWE jerk itself off over this, but they have hit 50 billion views on YouTube. Of course, WWE had to jerk itself off on that. Uh, Renewal and release of the third season of Dark Side of the Ring on Vice TV is yet to be announced, Um, but uh, they are already shooting, uh, according to Mike Johnson, PW Insider. Uh, Eric Bischoff revealed on his podcast that he's already uh, did interviews on Brian Pillman. So Brian Pillman will be a, a, uh, a topic. Um, and uh, the first two seasons currently on Hulu, if you uh, want to catch those. All right, let's, let's give Matt his, his team's props here uh, as Triple H has given the Los Angeles Lakers their own custom championship belt Matt. damn right wasn't lakers in five but it was lakers in six yep lakers got pissed off because they lost in the COVID jerseys and they just went out and bitch slapped the heat in game six bitch slapped them bitch slap that's what happened here baby yeah Don't be hating. Don't be hating. Hey, heat, the Heat took out your Celtics. You should be feel like you're justified to see them lose. I'm just saying. Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, has uh, uh, unveiled that the contract with the Thunderdome will be extended at least four more weeks. It was set to expire on Halloween, so now it's going to run through the end of November. <clears throat> Ooh. That's snuck the up right on call. Honestly, they should just extend it to the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Nobody, nobody should be traveling right now if they don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah NBA is probably going to at least start out in the bubble. So that means Amway Center is going to be free. So it, they, it, we they, made, when, they we don't even know when the next NBA season is going to start. Yeah, it's starting anytime soon. Yeah, word is first uh, January, maybe, maybe February. Uh, are they going to have like they have like a shortened season? Like, what's what's the plan? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would imagine they want to get back on 
back on their regular schedule. Yeah. Adam Silver. So I would said, imagine they're going to have to have like a, like a shortened season, maybe like 50 games or something. Yeah, it has to be. And Adam, Adam Silver said it ain't going to be until the start of the year. So at least. Uh, as we mentioned, Eva Marie is returning to the WWE. She was in Orlando, Florida this week, undergoing medical testing needed to enter the Thunderdome. And uh, PW Insiders told that Marie and the company came to terms for a return uh, on the uh, uh, for a return on the week of uh, September twentieth. Um, but uh, no other uh, information as to what's going to go on there. And of course, she did not appear on Raw. Many people thought she was going to be in the Battle Royal because that was announced ahead of time that was going to be on Raw. Uh, so Matt said maybe SmackDown. We'll find out Friday. On the season premiere of SmackDown. Aw, damn, pal. There's going to be a new Steve Austin book released next year. Um, Steve Austin, Austin 316. 316 facts and stories about Stone Cold Steve Austin. And guess what day it's coming out? March 16. Oh, hell yeah! It was so obvious. Uh, yeah. And as we move along and we move along and we move along, Matt mentioned this earlier, but uh, former Ring of Honor World Champion Matt Taven was revealed as the personality behind the cryptic follow the Trent videos that were on ring of honor. So he has returned from injury. What, what did he go down with? I forget. I can't remember. Uh, Finn Balor posted a video uh, or photo on Twitter, uh, recovering from a successful surgery. And, uh, I think at least a couple of weeks he's on a liquid diet, so that can't be fun. Gerald Briscoe finally got around to making his big announcement. It's uh, he's joining the the podcast world, and uh, uh, he's going to be joining uh, the whatever realm of Conrad Thompson's podcasts with uh, uh, Jr. and Arn are in there. I can't. Oh, uh, Bishop's in that thing, so. So uh, it's going to be uh, Monday Mailbag with Gerald Briscoe. Can't wait uh, to listen to that. WWE files a trademark for a long-canceled series, Livewire. Remember that? Remember that show? Oh, I remember it. Uh, they threw a, they threw a trademark out for it. Uh, during the Battle Roy- Royale, Natty revealed that she lost a tooth. And like right here, too. Like a very front and center tooth that she lost there, too. Nature of the Beast, you know. She'll, she'll get it fixed. Uh, the promotion has not officially announced it yet, but uh, Eva Lise has announced that she is signed with AEW. Yeah, I'm sure AEW probably would have preferred to announce that themselves, but... Yeah. 
Uh, Mia Yim filed a trademark on her name earlier this week. Why the hell not? Beat WWE to it, right? I mean, she should have had it years ago. Oh, that whole Twitch thing. Jesus. Bad enough you can't can't get your name. Tra- can't, sometimes they trademark your name, and then you got now you, now you can't go on Twitch. Can't do cameos. Uh, the trial date for Alberto Del Rio is now set for January 25th. Again, he's probably going away for a long, long time. Um. All right. Uh, Ali talked. Uh, was it? Ali talks about not talking, not appearing on Raw, and. Uh, he basically played it out as I'm making you wait, right? Yeah. Matt's on the edge of his chair for that. Not at all. So Oh, okay. The big announcement I get it now. I, the, the, uh, Dave Marquez, you know, the, uh, on Instagram posted uh, that there was a big announcement eight years in the making. Makes sense now, Matt. Uh, they are going to have their first, they're going to have an eight man tournament to crown the first ever United wrestling network world champion. So they've never had a world champion in the promotion. So that is the big announcement. Oh, yay. So James storm got added to the, uh, the Fred Ross or Chris masters match. Made yeah, I saw yeah. Uh, next week, Ziggy Dice takes on the Pope. Max Caster against uh, some people we don't know. Mike Bennett and Mar- Maria Canellis return, and they announced on October 27th in two weeks, Thunder Rosa against Serena Deeb. That's going to do it for this edition of Lost in the Midcard. Thank you to Spider.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way every Wednesday. And uh, to be notified, just go ahead and click on that bell icon on uh, on uh, YouTube as well. And uh, the link's on the YouTube or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lost in the Midcard. On the Twitter at LITMC Podcast, where we also share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. Matt's on the Twitter at Raw Showtime. I'm on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And before we ride off into that sunset, Matt, what are your final thoughts? Stop insulting our intelligence, WWE. We're fucking sick of it. We've been asking that for about 270 episodes right now, Matt. You think they're ever going to listen? Maybe when Vince croaks. That's, that's the catalyst of it all. Regardless of a, a, a stupid draft that at least the better show got the better deal end of the deal on, uh, you know, we had a good SmackDown. Raw was so-so. Impact was good. And AEW always good. And uh, NXT got better. So it's it's been a, a pretty good week of wrestling. Lots of work look forward to next week with uh, our, our uh, predictions for Bound for Glory which is shaping up to be a good a good pay-per-view. And Hell in a Cell, which we don't know if that's going to be a good pay-per-view or not. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. Probably to be, not. To be determined. For Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. 
Thank you for turning it. Thank you for tuning in to Lost in the Midcard. We'll catch you next week.